five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice you've been missing for the last two weeks. Coming to you hot here on a Tuesday evening. It'll be Wednesday by the time you're going to listen to this podcast. Joined virtually, as always, by Sam at another Sam Channon, Omni at Omnistar. Uh, gentlemen, what have you been up to for the last two weeks? Because it's been a while. Oh, it certainly has. I just booked up a couple of tickets to Japan. And yeah, I'm going there in November. Hopefully, weather <laughs> gets a little bit better by then. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to go practice your Hanzo one-on-one skills so you can take on Bumper. Oh, you know it. Literally, I, go in and... Just stones throw away. Use yeah. use a, a, an actual uh, bow and arrow to practice. You're going to check out Hanamura? <laughs> I hate two CP. <laughs> This used to be my home. Speaking of that bumper 1v1, like in the, it's the off season. We should be able to make this happen now. I mean, the ping's going to be horrible because I'm pretty sure he's back in Korea. Uh, he won't. Well, he, we're he, sending he, Omni to Japan, so. He can use better. it as an excuse, but I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what have you been up to? Oh, I've just been grinding away, doing all my placements, being thoroughly confused. Did you know that I'm a gold tank player on PC? Wow, nice. What do you main mostly? I don't even know. I went <laughs> one in four. You picked wow. up Hammond. I have no idea what I did. My rank is almost a thousand points better on PC than it is on PlayStation. I don't even know the buttons. Yeah, the system will even out once it gets <laughs> a little better grasp. Yeah. But I'm also an 1800 support. <laughs> My support was also surprisingly my lowest. It's I don't very know why. strange. I have yet to do any comp. Oh, you might be surprised. It's 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 a weird world right now. Well, I you know I might do comp just to get my placements, but like I, I I'm not. I hate solo queue comp. I mean I I'm not as keen on solo queue QP, let alone you know solo queue comp. So if I do get my placements and I am at a level that you know. Uh, Omni Smurf, or maybe Sam, your you know solid gold skills are are you know. Bad. I'll, I'll join you, but I, I'm you know I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. Like when I first started playing comp, it was my brother and I. The problem is he had more time on his hands, and he was able to develop his you know comp rank out of range of me. <laughs> That's me on my PlayStation. <laughs> I'm at a twelve hundred on tank. Get that Switch version where the gyro controls are. I sw- oh, I'll probably be top five hundred on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know why. We'd we'd have we should get Sam on stream playing Switch Overwatch with the gyro controls. He'd be like total old school Super Mario in his jumps. <laughs> like, think, how many people are actually going to do that? Right, doing the do Nintendo. That'll be interesting. I think Hardblue streamed today on on Switch. Right, on Switch. I, I kind of missed it. He said he did. Well, we'll we'll talk about Overwatch and Switch a little bit later in our episode, but before we jump into the payload, I do want to talk about a very important topic, one you're going to hear over the next couple of episodes, and that is our Extra Life campaign. So Team RSP is raising funds for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals 
uh, through the Extra Life campaign. Uh, specifically, however, is on November 2nd, which is game day. And I know I will be streaming some Overwatch gameplay, some other gameplay uh, for the course of the day on uh, on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash lightforce. Um, either of you going to be in on this action? Will you be joining me? Will you, your voice be coming through? Will you actually be streaming yourself? Um, I will definitely join. I will stream with pleasure. Uh, I'm still not precisely sure on what I'm going to play. Definitely going to be some Overwatch in that, but maybe something else as well. We'll see. Maybe Leno will join me too. Is, is this going to be like one big party where we all sit there and watch you guys play Minecraft? Yeah, totally. It'll be like, you know, oh, it, it'll uh, be bait, total bait and switch. I'm going to say Overwatch. I'll bring out the Minecraft. Hey, <laughs> I actually fired up Fortnite. Uh, just you know, before this podcast, I just wanted to actually you know see the whole uh, game thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually talk about Fortnite a little bit later. I don't want to hijack the extra life campaign because it's quite important to me. About the whole black hole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll talk about that. Um, but with uh, the extra life campaign, for those that don't know anything about it, uh, just go to extra-life.org. You can learn more. But it really it's a, a year long fundraiser to help raise money. Uh, for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And specifically, I'm actually raising money for the BC Children's Hospital. Uh, I have set a modest goal of $750. And I say modest, it's actually a, a BHAG of mine. Because last year I had said 300 I was able to get just over five, So I figured I'm going to do 750 this year. And I'm on my way to it. Uh, and then Team RSP uh, has a goal of $1,500, which I'm hoping that we'll be able to get to. Now, how can you uh, help out? Well, first and foremost, you can contribute to the campaign, uh, but even more importantly is maybe be part of the campaign, you know, have your own extra life page set up and join Team RSP. Uh, to find out all of those details, just go to our website. It's readysetpwn.com slash extra life. I'll have all the details that you need to, to join up there. Uh, or if maybe you want to just drop a donation, that's cool. Also, on game day, which is November 2nd, please j stop by our streams, hang out, talk with us. Maybe we can even you know link up and, and game a little in Overwatch uh, with you or whatever else, else we're playing. But we've also done something real special. Uh, Omni here has uh, you know put uh, his virtual pen to tablet and created an exclusive Team RSP uh, extra life sticker that we're actually selling through our, our threadless store, uh, which is readysetpwn.threadless.com. And all the profits from this sticker uh, are going to go directly to the extra life campaign. So if you were wanting something, uh, you know, tangible, you know, you're able to buy that. And we'll throw the profits as we said to extra life. Uh, it's a cool looking sticker. It's a hand-drawn overwatch, uh, med pack, uh, with the RSP logo and it is exclusive. At the end of November, that sticker's no more. So if you want one, you'll want to get one. And again, details will be at raceatpone.com slash extra life. But we are going to talk <laughs> about all sorts of other stuff. I, uh, this no, I just said it's so exclusive. Even I couldn't get it, and I drew it. That's that's true. That <laughs> and, is how exclusive And it. before we pass on to the next subject, I have another idea that I just came up with. If in, in preparation for my uh, Hanzo 1v1 uh, with Bumper, if you guys want to one v one me on Hanzo. Feel free to uh, write to us in Discord. We'd be sure to uh, stream that as well. So I'm down. Oh, We're in there the we challenge. Go. 
one v one Omni for extra. That'll be awesome. But this episode, we got the payload. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the world of the Vancouver Titans. Uh, and then in the fray, uh, if you are keeping track of all of the moves in the Overwatch League, you are doing a much better job than we are. <laughs> there are a ton. So we're going to go through a little bit about that. Halloween Terror events out. There's some Blizzard news, some BlizzCon news, some Overwatch on Switch news. Uh, and I'm going to talk about Fortnite in the fray because, heck, it's my podcast and I can do whatever I want. Oh, my God. But let's go straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. I'd love to start the payload off by breaking some Vancouver Titans news. Huge news. But there are no breaking news items to share. I've actually found that the Vancouver Titans have gotten a little quiet, all things considered. And again, that's not a bad thing. Uh, But uh, functionally, there's... Not a whole lot of player movement with the the Vancouver Titans. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of action, unfortunately, with the the loss in the the Orchard Grand Final. We can't talk about the fact that uh, oh hey the Titans were on Jimmy Fallon because they were not. Uh, that went to Super and Sinatra. But Jimmy Fallon apparently follows the Vancouver Titans on Twitter now, so that was worth a mm-hmm. tweet. When are the Vancouver Titans gonna follow me? Can we get a I- campaign or something? And they it's something follow- to do in the off season. The Vancouver Titans do not follow Light Force. They might follow Omni Stripe. They they seem to like Omni. They That's retweet true. his stuff and they talk to him all the time. Most hey, as long as they keep retweeting me, it, uh, it's all good. But uh, you know, speaking of the uh, the Vancouver Titans retweeting, you were at a Canucks game, flashing your Titans, you know, wristbands, right? And you were like, ah, you know, I'm here, but I'm kind of wishing it was the Overwatch League. So true, so true. I was yeah. like uh, testing out the seats. I think it's pretty close to where we're supposed to be. Okay, well, no, that was a little higher than where we were. Yeah, in. like that area, but down low, just low, the low. corner bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was actually my mom's first game. It was really oh, nice. nice. We beat uh, Philly in uh, in a shootout. So it was yeah, nice. what's your mom think? Oh, she really enjoyed it. Was, like, uh, does really she know hockey? Weird. I mean, I, I guess I should. Yeah, yeah. Well, coming from the USSR, she definitely. Uh, I would think is so, kind of a fan, but she was really fun. impressed uh, with the production, and she was really into it. It was uh, really, really nice. Really cool, great. cool, cool. But uh, speaking of Titans, news of note: there has not been any Vancouver Titans movement. Uh, this wasn't something that we were expecting the the team to go and do, and suddenly have a huge roster shakeup uh, like we've seen from other teams. We'll get into that in the fray. But you may have seen the tweet come out while I was uh, basking in the sun in Hawaii that, uh, you know, Sam was kind enough to share. The Vancouver Titans currently have most of their roster under contract, including Hooray. Uh, the two players, however, that are currently under option, and it is a team option, are Repel and Tizzy. So theoretically, unless there is a trade or somehow someone gets released from their contract, which I guess could totally happen in the Overwatch mm-hmm. League, the only two players with question marks right now are Repel and Tizzy. Right. So I'm going to ask you to don your prognostication hats and tell me if there happened to ever be any Titans movement, what would it be? So just to clarify, uh, to make a trade, a uh, player needs to be signed to a contract. So we might see like a sign in trade for Repel or TZ as they have the option, like a team option to match if anybody else is out there for for these players. But we have a lot of guys under contract. I'm not sure if we are going to see a lot of movement because I'm sure the Titans want to keep 
uh, the synergy. And despite the, the the enormous pain that we felt at the finals, this was ultimately a very successful season. And we are uh, building upon a foundation. We are an expansion team, remember? It's not like the Shock who, who've had the time to <laughs> feel the waters. Those vets. Who, exactly, those two-year vets. So... <laughs> Uh, if I'm reaching uh, maybe bumper just because all of the uh, Arissa, Arissa and, and uh, Sigma shenanigans, but as we know, uh, the patches, they come out and the, the, the metas, they flip right on their heads, uh, on its head. So it could change at any time. And, and we definitely need bumper as, as a mental leader and his, his monkey and, and Ryan are, are great top tier in the league so i don't see him moving anyone else i'm not sure we definitely might need some help in dps because we did discuss that in our uh finals review uh on how maybe not as flexible as we want to be in in that regard uh, at least compared to like the shock but again these are all like reaching speculative uh notions i, I don't think we're gonna see any movement at all Maybe someone from from Runaway will come up. <laughs> uh, how many players do we have on the team right now? That's ten. four, eight, eight, ten. Uh, I don't see us going the twelve players route. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe Rappel will be moved. Well, I mean, let let's say the Vancouver Titans exercise the options on both Tizzy and and Rappel. They have a ten player team. You might see them get up to eleven or twelve. Uh, as far as depth is concerned, you currently have four out of that ten for DPS. Right. You only have two for tank, and then you have uh, the remaining four for for support. So if there is a place where depth is required, it might two be for more. two for main tank. Yeah, two for main. Well, I mean, yeah, two for main tank. Sorry. Yeah, Danny that's where I think, you know, the depth would be required. And then, yeah, I guess we can uh, flex tank and DPS is a little bit sort of and yeah, by, up right now. By depth, I mean, like sheer depth of talent, not numbers. Not yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I wonder, like, you know, bumper. I, I think right now a combination of bumper and tizzy is a good combination to have. They provide two different types of play style, and they also almost complement each other and the, the characters that they can play. Yeah. So if we were to, let's say, see the team decide tizzy doesn't really fit with us and we're not going to exercise the option, I'd find that quite odd how a guy comes in specifically for the playoffs and then doesn't have an option exercise. It would be It would be real odd. But I also don't see the team looking to go and and send Bumper on his way because who else yeah. out there mm-hmm. is is superior to Bumper or that might be available would give you more than nobody, <laughs> nobody. And and who is Tizzy, looking for a job. Yeah, Tizzy <laughs> was uh, considering the fact that he came in so late without the scrim time. He performed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Looking at the big picture, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a lot of great plays. Some were less uh, great plays, but so did everybody else on the team. So that's fair. I think no move is a uh, or no news is good news. I think in this instance, we right. like you guys said, we often forget how successful of a season they they had. Um, I think outside of Bumper wanting to leave, any gut reaction of moving on from Bumper is a bad move. Um, you don't know what the next, you know, three, four metas are going to bring as you know, we've been on the kind of losing end of it can, it can flip in a hurry. Um, the only real guy that I see moving on, 
Um, and this is only like slightly might be repel, but not actually it's not so much because of his play. It's, it's because I feel like he might be starting caliber. Um, and so if he wants more playing time, if, if, you know, the Titans want to do him a solid and move him to a team where he gets, Mm -hmm. gets more playing time, like I can see that happening, but I don't understand how trades work in the Overwatch league anyway. Like, like, or would we get a player back? Do we get a thumbs up in a, a favor later? Like bunch of cups or what like yeah i i think pretty much everything is on the table when it comes to the overwatch league and trades like you can send money you can send keyboards uh you can send tokens uh, tokens yeah skin codes (laughs) you know everything's pretty much fair game Uh, so with so you think rappel would be starting caliber I think oh, I think he's potentially starting caliber. We, okay. In the in the small spurts that we've seen, Rappel, he's been pretty good, um, and it, and his Moira is pretty good. And I've seen some bad Moiras play in the Overwatch League as well. Yeah, so yeah, and I you know in it, I guess it really comes down to what the meta will be. Yeah, you know when when twenty twenty starts. Yeah. Um, I also feel though, like regardless of whether or not he's starting caliber or not with the amount of travel that's going to be involved uh, for the season, I I strongly believe no team is going to want to give up on depth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and again, metas do change, but synergy remains. And the fact that we have, well, repel is classified. Of course, there are different role, uh, different characters now, different heroes, but he is still classified as a flex support. support. And that's twilight spot. Who's Mm -hmm. the sub Flex support on NYXL. Exactly. <laughs> I'd have to go and look it up. <laughs> if they I don't remember who the support yeah, are on NYXL off the top of my head. Animo and uh, Jonak? Yeah, but Jonak is the flex support and, and Animo is the main. And he's also the DPS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there are what happens s- when he eats some fire noodles like yeah. he did last time? Silly rumors, like not rumors, but a lot of posters on Reddit, like, "Oh, yeah, please uh, sign Ryu Jehong uh, NYXL." <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> well, we'll probably pick this apart, you know, every couple of weeks when we come back at you until there is, you know, definitive signing with the Vanguard Titans. As we said, there are two team options, and that has to be sorted out in the near future. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about else uh, that's going on in the world of the Vanguard Titans. There is a contest they're running right now where you can submit your clip for glorious prizes. Now, I would love to tell you what those glorious prizes are. I have <laughs> a clue, but this is, uh, this is how it works. So uh, if you haven't seen this already on Twitter, on Facebook, I think they advertise on Instagram as well. Uh, you need to submit your craziest and most entertaining play to titansplaycontest at gmail.com which I I get you can create a Gmail address real easy, but you'd think they'd have a, like a contest at VancouverTitans.com or something like that. Um, you have until October 23rd, 8 p.m. Pacific time. So you know, if you're somewhere outside of the Pacific time zone, you know, do the math. Uh, they're going to choose the best ones and award the creators with special prizes and showcase the plays in a Titans level of crazy compilation. Compilation, compilation. Gosh. What? Uh, so I, it's a, I think they're going to create a video showcasing all the clips and you're going to get like a prize. Now, what will that prize be? It could be skin codes. It could be loot. I don't know. The rights uh, to Repel's contract. 
Maybe. <laughs> uh, the rules. You got to be 13 or above to enter. Uh, you can only send in one submission. So you can't just go and dump your entire clip archive into their inbox. That's not going to work. They say bonus points if you're wearing a Titan skin. And then in brackets, just kidding, just kidding. And uh, I have actually seen them respond to people like, oh, but I have some of my best clips are from like 2017. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Send it. That's what I said. Yeah, but I'm not going to let you send one in that doesn't have a Vancouver Titans. If you win and it's not a Titans skin. No, I know. We will will kick you off the podcast. You'll have to start your own. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. You know, we'll be ready, set, pwned. You will be ready, set, pwned. Like that, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I'll be ready, set, P and W for the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Yeah, ready, set, Pacific Northwest, yeah. Uh, so that's that's going down again. Uh, submit those clips to titansplaycontest at gmail.com. Uh, and then the other thing that's uh, news of note uh, if you happen to like Budweiser Light, Bud Light Beer, they are releasing a commemorative Vancouver Titans can. So I have to ask the two of you I'm conflicted. Have you heard of Bud Light can yet? <laughs> Ooh. This is also 13 plus, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give or take a few additional years, yeah. Dad, can I have that Bud Light? What you done? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, they just you just have to give them the can. Yes, yeah. uh, they not the kids alcohol. Okay, well, I, I like the froster cups. They're reusable. What do you do with a can once you're, you're you put done? it? You put it up on your counter. <laughs> you shotgun it, and then you, you celebrate shotgun Jake and the Titans in one shot. There you go. See the the whole Canucks Titans crossover there. Uh, so for those who don't know, shotgun Jake, it's Jake Vertanen. Uh, you shotgun a beer every time he scores a goal. Generally speaking, you only get drunk maybe once or twice a season. Mm. Not none this yet, none this season. The uh, I haven't seen the cans yet, and I to be honest, I like. Can you go and buy a single Bud Light, or do you have to go and like get yourself a two four in the sports bar? You can. Well, yeah, but they don't. Do they? I they never brought me a can in the sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you just walk in a Safeway and be like, "Yo, that's Stitch." like 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 the guy the guy in the photo of the bud light we question whether he's legal enough to drink the bud light (laughs) oh man he buys the can he spills the beer and he's a happy camper man if we're if we ever get sponsored by bud light i'm gonna have to delete this episode well just to clarify we're all over drinking age so we we're game well, and I, so, is, but is the, the entire the, team over drinking issue, I think so, right? Hacksaw's well, over if, if not, just travel to, to Alberta. It's all legal there. It's 18 like that, in Alberta. That would be 21 in the US. Like an underage, like, say, Titans player on a Bud Light can. That would be super weird. Well, I mean, the Vancouver Whitecaps used to have a player by the name of Alfonso Davies. Oh, yeah. They could not, he was like the best player of the oh, yeah, era, yeah, yeah. but could not win the player of the match or man of the match is what they <laughs> called because it was sponsored by Budweiser. And because it was sponsored <laughs> by Budweiser, they could not award him man of the match. And so people were like, well, Budweiser creates this like non alcoholic beer called Prohibition Brew. Why not just, <laughs> it's the Budweiser Prohibition Brew man of the match. But no, they, they, they could not award it to him because he was underage. Wasn't he picked up by Bayern Munich or something like that? 
Oh yeah, he, he, the White yeah. Caps sold him to Bayern, and now he's like he's on the short list of was it uh, well twenty he for Heineken commercials now. So I'll, I'll go another level deep into that because in Germany you can drink from the age of sixteen. So there you go. Well, he's probably just pounding them back now in Germany and laughing. That's why he left. Yeah. Definitely, that's the reason why. But uh, yeah, I have not yet picked up my commemorative Vancouver Titans Bud Light can yet. Where do you buy them? Yeah, the liquor store. I, I'm just, I like, but this is the thing. Like, where do you get a single can? I don't want a two four Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then you could get it for the entire uh, the entire Patreon team. So that's that's what we'll do. T- Check their IDs first, please. We're gonna we're gonna go into the liquor store. We'll pick up a two four. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what a two four, it's tw- a, a case of twenty four cans of beer. Uh, I'm gonna get the two four, and yeah, we'll maybe hand it out to our legal patrons. So those who are part of the R- RSP patronage team, we'll hand those out. <laughs> that's we'll a, gold, have, a golden party. Golden content for uh, off off season podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is RSP after hours, and all it is is just us and our patrons all sitting back, shot getting Bud Light cans that are commemorative for the Vancouver Titans epic season. Like, you know, there's the the Coca Cola bottles that they had during the season that you could not get in Canada, but you could pay like five dollars for if you ordered it online. That like you couldn't go into the store and get one of them. No, you had to go order it from like Coca Cola dot com or whatever. Shipping is additional, I'm presuming. Oh, probably. Can you even ship liquids? Uh, they, yeah, obviously it, it has to happen. Like, how do they? Like, I was in Hawaii, and I can assure you, there were bottles of various beverages there, as well as cans <laughs> and other such <laughs> liquid products. They don't magically make them in Hawaii. That's not what he was asking, though. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> moving along. This is what happens in the off season, right? Like, we haven't watched a match. Ooh. I'm losing everywhere in placement. Oh, Omni's just doing one-on-one hunts. Yeah, my, my 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 mood for the serious upcoming topic is totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a short break and go directly into the fray. So, how many of us have actually been paying attention to every single player and organizational transactional move since, essentially, I don't know, in hockey it's called free agent frenzy, in like Overwatch League, I don't know what you would call it, you've got players who are like advertising on Twitter, hey, I'm looking for a team, I'm not really a free agent, but hey, just talk to me. LFT, just looking for conversation. I'm sure... um... I'm sure Sam noticed quite a few of these uh, coming from his uh, long lost love in Lunatic High. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, well, Soul Dynasty. Everyone is available for a price. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go through a list of what I've, I. So I, I tried to put this together, and it's it's difficult because there's no one single source that you can use to get all of this information. Some of which is still happening like as I'm putting the notes together. So I tried to put together a list of everything that's sort of happened since the last episode. If you notice 
that I missed someone when you're listening to this episode, please, by all means, feel free to let us know all about it in Discord, on social media, and an email at feedback at raceatpone.com. Heck, you can send us a text message. But the thing is, I didn't leave them out on purpose. It's just, again, no single source. So starting off with the London Spitfire. So what have we seen happen in London? Well, they have uh, let go of Jay Field, their coach, uh, Bird Ring, DPS, Guard, DPS, all of them out. Gone. Peace be with them. Mm-hmm. The Washington Justice. So uh, Sleepy, his support, Addo, DPS, Yonu, support, Janice, Tank, Sansan, Tank, uh, Guido, who's support, they're all out, gone. Peace be with them. And John Galt is coming in as head coach. So he will be, I believe he was from what, uh, the Glads? Where he was like an assistant coach? Not in uh, Legion? Or was he Glad Legion? I don't know. Like, I I, I can't, I know. <laughs> Does it really matter? It's just a coach. Oh, whatever. <laughs> no, just uh, a coach. So Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> well, they, they made a change at GM. Bare hands. He is no longer their GM. We sort of talked about this. And uh, is it yay? That's the new GM. He got promoted. Well, after they made the change up at the top, you then saw Ye come in and decide, yeah, this whole change that we went through last year that really didn't actually work out, well, we're going to change again because it didn't work out. So uh, Hagapun's gone, Rain's gone, Zephyr's gone, DPI's gone, Swan's gone, uh, and uh, assistant coach KH1's gone. So basically just Saya player, I think, and Fate are left. It'd be for now. I yeah, that Fate was on the team. Uh, Boston Uprising. Uh, so Gunba and Shake, both the assistant coaches are gone. Uh, and coming in to fill in one of their places is uh, Ilka. Uh, this one's a little weird. Uh, the the like Hong Zhao has, uh, is it Zaijin? Zaijin, I think, as a, a tank coming in. The thing, though, is that they haven't really, they didn't announce it. He just showed up on the roster on like the Overwatch League. Maybe they for, forgot about him or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, both Hayes and uh, We Are Out. They're co-head coaches. Peace be mm-hmm. with them. Uh, Sam's favorite team in Toronto. Uh, they've made a few changes. So Gods, uh, uh, tank, he's out. Uh, I am 34, who went from a nobody to a somebody, is back oh. to being... You made him younger. He's, he's actually 37, but... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did i did i i got that wrong so yeah anyhow uh he's out aid support out Shariq tank out and uh roki the support is on a two-way contract they're going to share him with montreal i heard they're uh they're building around manga Chu, full canadian squad hmm sounds like that they should be looking hard into getting uh sure for well, so I've, I've, I've seen conversation where, yeah, they would go for a Canadian squad and then others who are like, oh, no, they're going to go Vancouver Titan style and they're just going to go and sign an entire roster out of contenders. Like, say, oh. Runaway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, San Francisco Shock, Nevix, he's out. Considering Super's on the bench, Nevix is, was never going to get in. Uh what else? Oh, uh, Gladiators. So uh, Deepay is their head coach, is also now their GM. Now, whether he'll remain both those, only time will tell. Uh, assistant coach in uh, for the LA Valiant, Promise, he's out. And uh, the Soul Dynasty let uh, KDG, their head coach, peace so, be with him too. 
So there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, okay, this is the free. Uh, this is the off season, so we're allowed. We actually uh, <laughs> simultaneously sent you an article in the background uh, <laughs> about the article that Overwatch League has released. So they they are up, updating it. So I think it, it's uh, important to say that Gladiators kind of lost hydration and uh, sure not, not really still lost them per se, but hydration and sure for are now free agents as well. So they're not signed or there's even no team option there. Yeah. So, it's, so it's like Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Yep. So, okay. The, the reason I, the Overwatch League article is not one that I have been using. Is there's no easy way to go through without a comparison. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, ha- you have to notice if the name is disappearing, changing, what have you. Like they don't go and show the update, so that's why there's no right. single source. I will concede that the article on the Overwatch League website does give you as much as you need to, but I don't want to be continuing to do work, especially when I spent the last <laughs> week and a half kicking <laughs> it back on a beach in Hawaii. What have you oh, two guys been up to? Sounds it's horrible. That mahalo attitude. Yeah, got to get you back into the Vancouver grind. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so yeah, lots of other changes could be happening. I've been using like, I've been like going to like uh, over.gg. Uh, I was using the overbuff roster apocalypse uh, Google sheet. Uh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trolling other podcast discords. <clears throat> Trying to stay on top of everything. But I mean, so in I, general, like, yeah. Some, I think, some yeah, yeah, yeah. Names. To summarize, really, in terms of uh, who are the big names out there that are now free agents, uh, I think we have Ryu Jehong and Toby. Maybe not as big names as they used to be, but definitely very iconic in no the world of Overwatch. Zumba? Zumba as well, but he didn't really play that much <laughs> compared to the others. Uh, EQO, also a free agent. Um, Void is a free agent. Bird Ring uh, is a free agent. Hadba, there's a lot of them. Is Carpe a free agent? Carpe is a free agent. Um, Mecco. So there's a, lot, nope. there's a ton of players out there that are, I guess, in theory, up for grabs. Yeah, they're not on the team at all. So mm-hmm. pretty interesting. And Nevix, like you said. I'm sure once we start uh, stop recording and the pod is out, all the news will... <laughs> just well, no, it, it, it's all going to come out on Wednesday. The Vancouver Titans will probably yeah. make some like, well, you know, stratospheric changes. And Well, that's the weird part is like, we've been, we've been kind of speculating for a week now that these guys have been free agents and, and all the hashtag insiders are going off telling me it's like, Oh, this is going to be like the craziest free agent ever. Like you thought NBA free agency was nuts. Like wait for overwatch free agency. But like, mm. when do the deals actually get announced? Like what, what's the flow? Like, I guess this is my first off season where I'm kind of following it semi closely. So I'm not exactly sure. Like, is it, is it like I wake up one day and, and I turn on the radio for six hours. <laughs> and unfortunately King Michael doesn't have uh, access to the spreadsheet anymore. So yeah. Well, okay. Theoretically free agency already started. Yeah. Hmm. The problem is that teams have until like the middle of November to exercise the options on their team option players. So if you're thinking that there is the potential of a player who's currently sitting on a team option suddenly becoming available, you're maybe a little more hesitant to go and sign someone who's currently a free agent that you might rate lower than them. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so hey, let the bidding war for IM30 whatever begin. Yeah. And just, you know, for point of context as well, you, the link that you guys sent me is up to date as of October 10th. It's October 15th right now. That's five days out of date. Again, no single source of truth. We need we need a cap geek for Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. Could work. Yep. What else has been going on in the world of Overwatch? Well, the Halloween Terror event is out. It finally came out. Uh, there was thought that it was going to be out uh, last week. Did not come out last week. Then there's like, oh my goodness, it'll be out this week. And it sure was. Uh, it's running from October 15th to November 4th. There's all sorts of skins and stuff. Unlike previous years where you had to you know, take the chance to get all of the fat loots, they are now uh, doing their new sort of weekly challenge thing where you, know, you get, get your... You know, three sets of wins, uh, or your nine wins in total, and you score sprays and skins. And for those of you who've been, you know, upset that you don't have that exclusive BlizzCon 2018 Sombra Demon Hunter skin, uh, don't worry. Just get your three wins in like week three, and or your nine wins in week three, and and you'll get it. But there's a Junkrat skin, uh, a Baptiste skin, and then the Sombra. So you'll buff Demon me after. Yeah. There's also a huge. Um patch coming out for balance that we discussed when it came on PTR, the big nerfs to mm-hmm. Orisa Baptiste, um, you know, the double shield meta, a little bit of a nerf for us. Sigma and Diva gets a buff. Uh, even Tracer got a buff, so it's pretty interesting yeah. to look at and see how that uh, might affect the meta going forward. Yeah, the but- meta's gonna, they're going to introduce like a new hero and probably a new <laughs> map before the start of next season. So. <laughs> and a Something. new game. Yeah, like Overwatch, you know, Overwatch 2. 2, now on mobile. Um, I actually like the Halloween Terror event. Oh, I, I like it too. I, I, You know, of, of their seasonal events, I find, like, I really enjoy sort of the the, the way Halloween Terror is structured. Um, you know, especially when, when you go into the, the, you know, whatever hero mode, where then mm-hmm. it's like OP as F. But... Uh, yeah, we can totally do this after we record. If you yeah, guys shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is a topic that is a sensitive one in nature. And we felt that it was important for us here at Ready Set Poem that we at least talk about it and discuss it. It doesn't have anything to do with Overwatch per se, but it has quite a bit to do with Activision Blizzard and what took place in one of their titles, Hearthstone. Now, some brief background. If for some reason you didn't hear about what went down. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the Hearthstone players, uh, came out in support of, uh, Hong Kong, uh, after winning an event, he was, uh, sort of engaged by the casters at the time to, to, to actually say something. He's also wearing a mask. And ultimately that created a problem because, uh, being that there is a big following in China, the, there was a strong reaction uh, both in China and from many uh, Chinese fans who who felt uh, opposite uh, to to the player, uh, Activision Blizzard laid down some serious law. I guess you could describe hmm. it. They they essentially have a, a terms of service as to uh, what you can say or do uh, when you're playing in any of their events, and ultimately it's very much on the Activision Blizzard side. Like essentially, you say something that you should not, and they can downright ban you, take all your prize money away, and you know punish you for essentially putting the game or the title into disrepute. 
And that's what they elected to do. <clears throat> a lot of fallout took place. Uh, and ultimately, we've now started to see, um, you know, some changes occur. Uh, Jay Allen Brack came out and said, yeah, we've reviewed this. And you know what? Taking the prize money away here was wrong because that should be separate. He, so the player gets his money back. Uh, he was also, I think, already sponsored by a like a competitor, you know, mm. trading card game of some sort. So he made some serious bank here. He, the ban still remains. It's not as severe. The casters themselves, though, they've they've received a, a ban and probably won't work with Activision Blizzard again. <clears throat> and obviously all of the associated uh, hubris around the topic. Um, this podcast is not meant to be a political podcast. And as a result, it's not an area that I am as comfortable in taking us in because I feel with politics, everyone has an opinion. It is a strong one. There are what I would feel a right way to consider things. Um, but I am one to keep my politics close to my chest. I, I, you, for those of you who follow me on social, you've probably even seen me talking about the recent Canadian federal election, how you know I don't tell people what my politics are, but I noticed things. And this is something I noticed. Uh, before I sort of throw the, the mic over to the, the two of you, I do want to point out that there is a tough consideration Activision Blizzard has to make because the Chinese market for them in a pure business sense is a huge market. And as a business, they can't ignore the fact that by being locked out of that market, it would then become bad for business. Now, that's not to suggest that business should be the uh, base for every decision that is made, right? right? I'm not talking about morality, and I'm not talking about what is right or what is wrong, but purely in that sense, from a business perspective, Activision Blizzard needed to do something. Now, was the reaction heavy-handed, and was it the right reaction? I, I don't believe it was the right reaction, and I believe it was a heavy-handed reaction. I think they could have held, dealt with this much much better than they did. But I also understand that they're looking at the situation and making a decision that they feel is best for business. The problem is that they're now learning that there are other business implications that are now involved and probably things they did not consider that this decision would, would result in. I mean, you even have Blizzard, Activision Blizzard employees covering up some of their values right, and, and publicly sharing their dissatisfaction. And again, I don't think Activision Blizzard took any of that consideration. I don't know what the solution is at this stage. I mean, time unfortunately has continued to move on, but it is a topic that I think is going to continue to, to, to raise it. We got uh, an event with the release of Overwatch on the Switch where the voice actors were going to be in New York get canceled at the last minute for some reason or another, but you could probably connect the dots and say it's because Activision Blizzard had some concern about the fallout of their decision as it to, pertains to what we've now seen uh, going on between Hong Kong and China. Anyhow, I, I'll pass it over to, to either one of you to, to share your thoughts. I'll gladly take this on. Um, Lightforce is probably kind of sweating now, but <laughs> just I'll begin by saying that I, I need to mention uh, that this is just another undeniable proof that Overwatch and the NBA are forever intertwined. 
So <laughs> <laughs> this is also a bo- basketball. And pod. Light forces LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second, uh, I just That's probably also- the best comparison I'll ever have. If you want to consider me LeBron right now. <laughs> I wish I made bank like LeBron does. Yeah. Mm, I well, don't know, but the- I, I saw a good uh, like they called him on Reddit that uh, Cha-Ching James now Cha-Ching Ooh. like like the cash register. Anyways, second, I just also wanted to point out that our listeners are probably already aware by now that RSB and like other pods that I will not mention my name, we don't shy away from these topics. And and Lightforce really did uh, give out a lot of good points here that I agree. Uh, but we just don't shut up and dribble here. So strap yourselves in. So my take is, again, I'm not going to talk about politics and stuff like that too much. I just want to talk a little bit about this is from a fan perspective, from a business perspective. Again, Blizzard Activision, right, despite their efforts in the last decade, Blizzard, with more effort probably than Activision, are not your friends. They're not our role models, and they're not supposed to be. Now, I, I know that I don't need to tell... Um, these, these are facts. We have intelligent listeners and I, I like to assume that we are all intelligent here on the podcast. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, they are a business. So it's not really surprising that something like this happens. Uh, it shouldn't be because they, these companies invest a ton of resources to, um, invest in social issues. And we've had great campaigns in the past, like the bre- breast cancer um, mercy skin event, right? Also the LGBT, LGBTQ recognition from Sal, uh, from the OWL teams that we've had, uh, downright to the cast of the characters. So it's not all black and white, right? Blizzard has a lot of, they have thousands of employees that really care. Also pretty high up the food chain, right? So it's not all faked. But it's qualified. So I don't mean it in a certified meaning, but in the incomplete meaning uh, of qualified. So Blizzard will be responsible where they can afford to be. But at the end of the day, some publicly traded companies have an international presence, like Lightforce says. So I'm not going to talk about China. Obviously, I cannot really personally talk about that in depth. But I can give you another perspective from a Blizzard uh, point of view, because I was born in the USSR, as some of you may know. And that country at the time when I was born there had very much like today's China, some very social and cultural differences from what, what, what I know now as, as a home in Canada. So some of these things are ingrained into the culture. And unfortunately, they still persist to this very day. Uh, some are even politically and legally enforced. So to the point, remember how great like Blizzard looked when the face of its newest franchise tracer was officially revealed to be gay? Well, that didn't happen in Russia because that comics issue was blocked because of a law that prohibits, and these are their words, not mine, God forbid, but gay propaganda from being exposed to their teenagers. So Blizzard is not new to this uh, moral ambiguity, and it's not even the biggest issue here. But I think what 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 uh, people are upset with is, you know, some somehow how companies sometimes... Uh, put out this image and we it's not just a blizzard thing too we saw this happen with apple recently disney uh the nba and more locally <laughs> recently in lululemon here a company based in vancouver so uh yeah just i will just finish with uh that value that you said um uh, that employees covered there that every voice matters so these are my two cents <laughs> Back to uh, discussing skins and uh, and patches. 
We're not quite done yet. I mean, I'm the only, I guess, one here with actual Hong Kong ties. My parents are from Hong Kong. Um, but um, it, it is an issue close to my heart, but I'm not, I'm choosing not to use this platform to kind of discuss about that. But I think, I think it is, it is important in the sense that like, you know, all these hobbies, whether it's basketball or gaming, like there, there's also real life, real life issues at stake, right? Like both of you guys mentioned the whole business aspect and, and just to pile on to that, um, Blizzard doesn't just have stake in the Chinese market. Tencent, the parent company better known as, um, the makers of, I believe WeChat, um, they own a 5% stake in, in, in Blizzard. So it's not as simple as, as like, oh, they want to continue selling Overwatch or continue selling Hearthstone to China. Like, mm-hmm. like they're, the Tencent is known as the world's biggest video game publisher. So it's not just a Blizzard thing. Um, they also own uh, a significant share in, in a game called League of Legends. They also yeah. own a significant share in a game called Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans? In Clash of Clans. Yeah. Clash of Clans. They also own part uh, partial stock in Ubisoft and uh, Vivendi that also owns um, um, so, Blizzard. So, so, so it, is, it is a big deal. And like I, th- I think when it boils down to it, like yes, there can be anger in one way or the other, whichever way you you feel. <laughs> um, and But at the same time, I think it's, it's, it's good to know like or it's, it's good to think of is that, you know, there are people's livelihoods at stake, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the moment someone, you know, uses their voice for something like somebody that you, ha- you know, five, five degrees away is suffering for that, right? Like the fact that, you know, I'm going to start, Chris, I'm going to turn this over to basketball for a second. The fact that one tweet got sent out, a bunch of games got canceled. It doesn't hurt like LeBron's paycheck or whoever's paycheck, at least in the intermediate, but there are going to be workers who who are going to work that game that now now don't have a job for that night, right? Like those are those are the people that that I start thinking about, and and it's similar in the way that like yes, we can scream at each other all day on Twitter or whatever medium you use, but but I think like everybody just needs to get a little bit more humane about it. So that's kind of my two cents. The the point that Omni made about you know Activision Blizzard being a business and that that's it's you know, they're not on sort of this moral high ground. I'll use Google as an example. I think mean, Google's motto was don't be evil. And yet, I mean, <laughs> you know, not to suggest that Google's out there being evil, but I think a lot of people would be like, what are you talking about? You know, all this stuff that they do with my data, they listen to everything I have to say. Um, like, you know, I, I was joking around with my wife that uh, the reason that I started seeing um, Conservative Party of Canada ads was that uh, I must have said something when we were in Maui about you know conservative politics, and suddenly because it just it filled up my Facebook feed, I was blown away. It just suddenly showed up. So, like these are things that that we have to consider, you know, uh, from a a holistic sense. And to your point, Sam, is that, yeah, you know, what we say and what we do um, can have a greater impact than simply the words that just came out of our mouth. It, it has the ability to, to have a much bigger impact that we're probably not considering when we say these things. The one thing I want to end off with though, is that I do feel, you know, uh, thankful that I am Canadian. Like I, I, my context, I don't have the context on has. I don't have the context to Sam. I'm a, I'm a Canadian, you know, born and raised. I've not actually traveled 
very much in my life outside of, uh, you know, going to Hawaii or, or to, to the UK. Like these are, you know, again, what we would you know quote, you know, Western areas. And so as a result, I, I try to keep an open view, but at the end of the day, I am totally appreciative that we can have a conversation like this and not be worried about, you know, the episode sure. being shut down and the podcast being shut down because whether or not you tune in or not, we're still going to record. We like talking <laughs> to each other and hearing our own voices. Yeah. Bet you can't wait for the ads after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you said, like I lived in, now it's three countries, but I lived in two that are very different from where I live today. And I'm again, always grateful to have found a place that really resonates more with my beliefs but when you're living in oppressive regimes, you wouldn't believe how deep their grasp gets to you. And I mean, deep, your values, beliefs, not even those are safe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess one final political message, and then we'll shut up and dribble, <laughs> is go vote, guys. If you're Canadian, go vote. Like, it does matter. Like it is. I can't vote yet. <laughs> okay, well, Everybody but Omni. You don't want me to vote. And eligible to vote. There was actually, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a global BC shared this tweet. Um, it's a young girl who um, she just received a horrible diagnosis. Um, she is terminal. They've given her days to weeks to live. And she wanted her last, you know, few days to matter. And she created a, a video uh, just, you know, white cardboards that she's written on that, you know, outline how she is ill she just received this terminal diagnosis, but it was her first opportunity to vote in a federal election. She had just come of age as the first election she can legally vote in and she's voted, even though she may not make it to the actual election. And and she ends off like, you know, I voted. What's your your excuse? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I have very strong opinions on, on, on exercising your right to vote. If you choose not to vote, you have made a choice, but you've made the choice to give up your right. And I feel that that is a very, very bad choice to make because there are many who don't even have the right, let alone the choice. So, uh, back on a lighter topic, uh, as we talked about earlier, Overwatch has released on the switch today. I know there's a few people in Titans court and a few of our listeners who picked it up and playing it. I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't see myself picking it up on the Switch. I, I just, I have it on the PlayStation. I have it on the PC. I play it on the PC. Like, if there was a single player version, maybe. But like, when I'm on the Switch, it's my portable gaming device. I'm not using it to to multiplayer on, really. And if I do, I'm at home. And if I'm at home, why am I playing Overwatch on my Switch? So Four you're bucks? admitting so you're admitting to boycotting Blizzard now? That's totally what I am doing. <laughs> that's the message that's gonna get out of this long monologue. <laughs> that's how politics work though. <laughs> What's the cost of the game? Nobody knows. Forty. 40 yeah, I, I wanna say it was like triple A price because it's Nintendo, right? Nintendo yeah, doesn't yeah. normally go cheap. In Canada it'll be a ton. one thing they did with this game that was a little bit unique that i was reading up on is that the even if you buy a physical copy you don't get a physical game you get oh here it is uh 54.99 canadian on best buy okay so that's that's actually not triple a pricing that's no not 79.99 yeah the uh 
Uh, well, the, like the Nintendo Switch itself, though, like they have cartridges, but those cartridges hold very little data. Mm-hmm. Like the the games themselves are actually taking up a good portion of your device memory, which is an issue on its own. But um, I again, I it could be like thirty bucks. I just I can't see myself buying it to play on a Switch. Never bought it or played it on the PS4 that I own. I don't see it happening on the Switch anytime well, soon. And the only reason I have it for the PS4 is that there was a few people that I used to to play Destiny with mm. who they were console gamers through and through. And for me to play a game like Overwatch with them, I had to have it. And so it was like, I think it was like a $30 price point. And I'm like, oh, what the hell, I'll buy it. And that's why it was a social experience it was to continue to you know play a game with friends mm-hmm. i know there are many of you who do have a switch who i would consider someone a, a, a friend and i'd want to play it's just I, I i'm sure we can probably play it on pc or ps4 already so getting a third time is not something i can do hmm. but i do like the whole the fact that they're using the full capability of the switch for the game and part of me wonders if this is also you know, possibly related to what we might hear at BlizzCon as it pertains to the future of Overwatch. Anywho. Um, I did want to talk about Fortnite. So if you made it this far in the podcast, you're now going to get some Fortnite. Oh boy. Well, it's getting darker and darker in here. We're just going to shut down. So uh, first and foremost, the Fortnite event where they essentially de- quote unquote deleted the game and had a black hole. I know Epic is essentially making serious bank and that's a whole different topic of morality and business there, but they sure know how to do events. Like mm-hmm. people were like thousands of people were watching like Tim, the Tatman and Dr. Lupo on Twitch watch a black hole, like a screen of an image with nothing and just them chatting and, and sort of reminiscing about the game. Now, I don't know if there was a conversation with the the different creators There very well could have been uh, say, hey, let's, you know, this is going to be happening. Let's, you know, here's perfect opportunity. Let's help you, you know, think because they want them to create content too. They don't want to, you know, quote unquote, put these big Fortnite streamers out of business. Um, but the launch of the, the new map um, and how they've delivered it. One of the reasons I played it is I didn't actually, I was like, wait a minute. You, you watch the video and it's like, you know, it's like an in-game movie that immediately puts you into the game. Like it would be like uh, taking like Overwatch where you see, you know, or I mean, World of Warcraft is where they sort of invest their, their, you know, the videos in between different expansions. And suddenly like there's the video and it zooms into your character right in the middle of a battle you actually get to take part like that I thought was really cool. And I think there's an opportunity for a title like overwatch to have that type of integration where a new release comes out, whether it be an event like Halloween at Terry sort of get it where you can go and do your poses when like, you know, Dr. Junkenstein shows up and the witch. Hmm. But anyways, that's what I wanted to talk about Fortnite is that they're, they are really pushing the threshold on, on what you can do in game. And I kind of wonder if we're going to see an overwatch battle Royale in the past. They did do some in-game stuff like a very subtle, uh, how do you call that? ARG 
mm-hmm. events when well, they like Sombra, no, Sombra, or when when you suddenly saw uh, the airport in Numbani get destroyed. But they were more subtle. Maybe if we are getting closer to BlizzCon and uh, say in Overwatch Two or how we think it's going to be like a, a story mode event or, or a significant addition or an expansion happening in Overwatch, they might do something just like that. I'm sure they are looking at uh, Fortnite's or Epic's um, great campaign. I don't think it's it's like 100%, but they might do something that will resonate within <laughs> within the game you play as well, not just in you know on the Twitters or in Reddit. Yeah. But the, my, my reason about the Battle royal part, and this is just me throwing mud at a wall and maybe it'll stick. The Battle royal concept is one that has proven to be somewhat popular. And you are yeah. seeing multiple uh, publishers take a, a swipe at it. We haven't actually seen Blizzard do that quite yet. So if there was an opportunity, I think Overwatch provides them that unique ability with the different characters you have where they could go and create that type of structure. And I think it would actually resonate quite well in a squad-based wow. playstyle as opposed to a solo playstyle. Like, you know, who's going to go and pick a Reinhardt, for instance, to play solo in with his current kit? But in a squad, much more utility. Can you imagine even, like, 50 Overwatch heroes on the same like bigger map. That's gonna be insane. But I I definitely be interested. But that's the thing. Like you 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 consider that and you're like wow. You know like as you start to think this through, there's some craziness that can occur here. Yeah, they'd have to retweak it because like a good play, uh, well placed high noon might take out like it's sixty people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sure they tweak it a little bit. Like you know the the high noon doesn't have infinite line of sight. (laughs) Mm, that's true. Anyhow. Yeah. I am also going to play a little Fortnite. So for those of you who are wondering what I'm up to over the course of the off season, <laughs> I'm getting domed by 10 year olds playing Fortnite Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are wrapping up a episode that you probably didn't think could go as long as it has yet. It did. I want to remind everyone that we are focusing our efforts to our Extra Life campaign, and I would encourage you to join us uh, by going to readysetpwn.com slash extra life, where you can learn more about Extra Life, the campaign, how to join Team RSP, um, maybe how to to make a small donation towards the campaign. And if you do make a donation, uh, the campaign does provide uh, tax receipts where they are eligible to be handed out. Uh, For those of you who are in the U.S., you can make a donation in U.S. funds. And for those of you who happen to be in Canada, you can make a donation in Canadian funds. So don't think it's uh, exclusive to one region or another. And if you happen to be outside of those two regions, CAD and USD are unfortunately the two currencies they accept. But again, you're more than welcome to make a donation. What I would ask, though, if you can, is to spread the word about our campaign. Join us on game day, which is November 2nd, uh, and maybe pick up one of those exclusive RSP extra life, uh, stickers that we have that are only available through to the end of November, but any final words of wisdoms you'd like to share with our, our thousands and thousands of listeners here, Sam. I think just everyone needs to remember that life force is LeBron with a better free throw percentage. (laughs) You know how many bricks I used to throw up in high school? (laughs) Not as many as LeBron. <laughs> now we're definitely getting banned. Omni? 
Uh, I'm done with uh, spewing words of wisdom. But uh, if you do want to 1v1 me, feel free to contact us on Discord or on Twitter, and we'll definitely set something right up. As for me, uh, again, look for us to come back to you in a couple weeks' time. That episode will be a little bit different. We normally record on a Tuesday night uh, going into a Wednesday release. Uh, both myself and Sam are traveling, so we haven't actually let Omni know this. So surprise, we're probably gonna have to tweak the date we record. Don't worry. There <laughs> wow. will be an episode in two weeks time. Now uh, I kind of feel sorry for, uh, letting you know that I'm going to Japan in November. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. I mean, heck, you know, maybe you can join us. We'll record now. It's like in Japan, I think like like early morning so it won't be too bad um but also if you do want to reach us uh join discord it's discord.io slash ready set you can find us on twitter facebook as well as instagram we're at ready set pwn. shoot us an email it's ready set pwn, or feedback at ready set uh and then as well we have a phone number that you can either send a text message to or you can actually leave a voicemail. That phone number is 604-409-3324-604-409-3324. And it's been a while since we got a review. If you leave us a review, whether it be in the Apple Podcast Store or on whatever podcasting platform that you use to listen to us, first and foremost, we'd love for you to leave us a review. We'd love for it to be the maximum level of stars that you can assign. And we would love for you to share some form of context that we can in turn read verbatim on a future episode. I will read it out word for word. I've proven that multiple times. So please leave us something. But on behalf of Sam and another Sam Chan, Omni at Omni Strife and myself, Chris at Lightforce, let's sign off with our normal two words. Hatchrays! Thank you.